0: This episode is brought to you by Rollbar. Move fast and fix things. Resolve errors and minutes and deploy with confidence. Head to rollbar.com slash changelog. Request a demo. Get started today. It's loved by developers, trusted by enterprises, and most of all, we use it here at Changelog. Move fast and fix things with Rollbar. Once again, rollbar.com slash changelog.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the React podcast. I am your host, Michael Jackson, and I'm here with my co-host, Michael Chan. How's it going, everybody? And we have a very special guest for you today, Miss Sarah Vieira.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: Sarah is joining us from Portugal.
2: Yes. Whereabouts in Portugal? Uh, I live in a very small town near Porto. I've actually usually joke about this in conferences that my town has less people than the Apollo Slack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that puts you—that puts you in what? Uh, I mean, Apollo Slack has probably got uh, a couple thousand. So yeah, Uh, we
2: have five k people, about that.
1: Oh, really?
2: So Paul, yeah, Apollo Slack has about six, I think, six thousand.
1: Wow, that's awesome! Like, is it? We have one
2: ATM. Yeah, it's cool.
1: (laughs) Is do you have any? Do you have any uh, traffic lights?
2: No, and the nearest roundabout is in like three kilometers, I think. Wow, the nearest that's nearest traffic amazing. Light is in like five.
1: So the nearest like real intersection is three kilometers away. Uh, beyond that, everybody just sort of, sort of like waves and says, "Okay, you go first, not me." Or there's probably not enough traffic to really warrant a, a an interaction at an intersection, right?
2: No, I don't think there's. Yeah, no there is not enough traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the the downside of this is I live right next to the highway, so if you hear cars, it's the highway.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no worries. We'll just we'll just edit that out. Well, welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you so much for agreeing graciously to be our guest. I have to be honest, I've been looking forward to this episode for quite some time now. I think we scheduled uh we scheduled this one about a month ago. Yeah. You and I ended up chatting about like crappy movies. Or something for the next like twenty minutes after we. I, uh,
2: I, I always keep in uh, obligating people, forcing people to watch really, really bad movies.
1: Well, so, so so tell us, uh, have you seen any really bad movies uh, recently?
2: Yes, let me think about the name. Oh, I've watched Tremors two, which was a um, um an experience. <laughs> oh, and I, I've watched uh, Th- Truth or Dare, which is just bad.
1: Truth or Dare, huh?
0: I, is this new?
2: Yeah, this is actually new. Yeah. So it's about these kids, like, there's always this movie about a curse, and like it's usually fun because it's like a fun curse. I don't know what this means, uh-huh. but like it wardens some funness in the movie. But this one is just like, so there's a bunch of kids, they're playing truth or dare, and then they get stuck in this curse, uh-huh. and then every time someone says truth or dare, they have to either answer correctly, or do the dare, otherwise they die. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> who came up with this? What year is this? And how old am I? Sounds kind of and like a, um,
1: a really bad version of Jumanji. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah.
2: Juma- yeah, Jumanji, like, it warns a good curse. Like, it's fun to watch. And this one is just like kids playing Truth or Dare. You're like, who was the last guy you slept with? And like, oh my God, I can't tell you. And she dies. She and dies. She dies. <laughs> does it. That's the movie.
0: <laughs> what a thing to die over.
1: <laughs> I didn't watch it till the end. All, I couldn't do all it. All you had to tell <laughs> was the truth. That's all you had to do exactly. was tell us the truth. So Sarah has been, uh, c- sorry, back on topic, back on topic, everybody. So Sarah has been uh, conducting some awesome React workshops. You might have seen her give her React testing workshop in London or at react Finland, if you were there a couple of months ago, what was that maybe March you were doing that yeah. April time yeah yeah so uh, so Sarah's been doing some uh, some react workshops uh, across uh, europe uh, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about what you do for uh, you know for from from day to day sarah what what is your uh, what is your current role
2: right now uh, I got a like uh, my company I used to work for uh, i used to be like a full stack developer now i currently Got switched to being more of um, developer relationships relations. Got it. Uh, and uh, so right now I am mostly doing conferences or doing some projects. Like the the, the make front end shit again was not a project by the company. <laughs> I was just very bored at a reason at a at a reason hackathon because I couldn't install Reason on my computer. For some reason it didn't work.
1: <laughs> so you're like, I'm just
0: gonna make something else.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to make something else. That was literally it. Did you
0: still win, (laughs) uh, though? I mean, I feel like you should have won, even though it wasn't reason.
2: There wasn't a prize, so I didn't even compete. (laughs) Oh, man. It wasn't a prize. Yeah, that was very sad. I was like, that's not a -a hackathon, man. That's just like... You have to fight for something.
1: That's just like forced labor, you know? (laughs) Like, hopefully these developers will come up with something cool, and then we can steal it. So cool. So so you're working on, you said you're working on um, a lot of back-end stuff these days, or or is it totally full stack, a lot of front-end stuff as well?
2: No, it's mostly front-end stuff. Okay. Uh, so the, the last project that I was in also included doing like a, a GraphQL server to communicate with some weird SDK. Nice. It was really an API, but people, I don't think people know what SDK means. And, um, uh, but mostly I just do front-end. Uh, got it. Okay. I, I do, do like building APIs and stuff, but it's mostly front-end.
1: Got it. Got it. Okay, yeah, you had mentioned in, in when we chatted that, you're doing, uh, that you were doing some stuff with GraphQL. So I was thinking, oh, maybe she's doing some stuff on the back end too. Okay, cool. So, so what kinds of things then uh, have you been building with React? For example, this API that you built, what was that, uh, what was that all about?
2: Oh, so it's actually fine because the project is open source. So it was uh, the last project that I was in actually working as a like, full-stack developer at the company. We were working for a joint. The mm-hmm. cloud computing thing that made Node thing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really coding back then. I didn't know who they were. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, and uh, so, uh, they, uh, what they did was wanted to, like, do their new portal. And so, we made this uh, GraphQL server that communicated with their API instead of dealing with their API. Okay. So, in order to just get some stuff and um, yeah and all the front end was graphql and all the state management at the end was also graphql it was just like gql all the things everything was gql <laughs> interesting and, uh, and everything was styled components as well it was a uh, it was a really cool project i think it still is
1: i take it you were using uh, apollo cuz just cuz you mentioned the apollo slack earlier were were you using uh the apollo for all the state management and stuff on the front end
2: uh, yeah. At the beginning, we were using Redux. Then we changed to uh, Apollo. And I've actually never used Relay in my life. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if it's actually better, worse, just different, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. No idea. I've only used Apollo. Uh, so I have actually I haven't. I've had problems with Apollo, but that's mainly because I'm. We know. We're not very. We think we're very smart as developers, but we're not. <laughs>
0: we aren't. And it's so sad. We're
2: not. Oh my god. Oh my god. I had such a battle in the last two days to get server side React to work. Oof. It's just a. It's just a, It's a. It's it's a pain. And if you if you scroll through my commits, it's yeah. the funniest thing ever. <laughs> uh.
1: Maybe this will work. No. Maybe <laughs> this. Maybe this time. No. No, there's
2: one like <laughs> try again, and then does I think the best one was actually posted on Twitter, which if I. And it's basically like work in progress, move to SSR. And there's 24 commits.
1: Ooh. Ooh. There's
2: one that says like, push through, girl, you can do this.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, and there is a way. Fix local storage. And then there's like move Apollo, fix local storage. There's one that says, holy fuck, in capital letters. <laughs> I have no idea what I did in here. And then it was like add helmet, react helmet, and then he's like Apollo is being a bitch.
1: <laughs>
2: and then the next one is like ten minutes later, and he's like, so Apollo is not dumb. I am.
0: <laughs>
2: oh. Oh. Yeah. This is. A- it's
0: like a real time commentary uh, on on yeah, your own uh, yeah. your own work.
2: Yeah, there's also there's like the push through, and the next one is like so close. <laughs>
1: Isn't that, isn't that kind of like typical though of like the, the software development cycle? I mean, there's like, there's like the initial sort of joy of like, I'm going to create something new here. This will be fun. Oh, Hey, I get to use some shiny new tech. That looks cool. Install, try to use it. You get some sort of initial results, right. That are encouraging. You're like, Oh, that's, that's kind of neat. Hmm. You run into like a a problem, and then you like hop into the chat room and and you kind of ask around a few people, uh, maybe somebody makes like you know some comment and you're like uh you know you kind you kind of confuses you fast forward a couple hours hours later you're kind of like swearing at your computer <laughs> you're like you like I just need some time to think maybe like somebody who you love very much comes into the room and you start yelling at them because you're like just blowing some steam. And then, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I found out uh, I was missing a comma on, the, on line 10 and everything works. Yeah, and then
0: you feel like the smart you, you totally swing the other way and you feel like the smartest person who ever lived.
1: Exactly. And then you apologize to that person who you offended. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was just a comma that was missing on line 10. Everything's good. Now we're friends again.
2: I'm sorry, Apollo. <laughs>
0: So, so Sarah, oh, you mentioned that you you weren't programming back um, in the kind of joint Node early days. Um, what is your what is your history with uh, with with programming? How did you get into it? Kind of what were some of your first technologies, and how did you end up coming to React, GraphQL, all all of those things?
2: How did I, how did I become cool in technology? How did you become uh, cool
0: in technology?
2: Thanks. <laughs> I was I was totally fishing for compliments, but it totally worked. <laughs> Um, so, I started work. I, I went to college. You can't see me, but I'm quoting because it's just like this weird ass thing. It doesn't really count as college, it doesn't matter. And <laughs> then I got a job in an agency. So, I was doing PHP and WordPress. So, like every good front end developer, I started with WordPress. And I'm just going to check when that was. That was in uh, 2014. Okay. Apparently. Uh, then I started working more on the front end, which basically jQuery and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And back when mm-hmm.
2: Angular One was cool, I changed projects. I'm like, I'm gonna learn Angular, because Angular is dope. <laughs> and then I cried. And
0: um, oh. so so I'm curious. so I had I had kind of a similar trajectory. So I'm curious, like at what point in your Angular journey did you start start realizing that this was this was sad for you?
2: I think I think the most horrible thing was that, like I was in this project and the part that we the, that I was assigned to was uh, payments and registration. Mm-hmm. Registration. Mm-hmm. It was like the only, the good thing that Angular had supposedly was the forms. We had <laughs> so many timeouts. Oh, so mm-hmm. many timeouts because because of the is like, the digesting of the scope.
0: Yeah, I remember
2: that uh-huh. I once did a PR which had a timeout of thirteen milliseconds <laughs> and. The other person in my team was just like, why 13? And I was like, that's the first one that worked. <laughs> and she was like, okay.
1: That's and she merged number.
2: it. number. And <laughs> that was it.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh.
2: The first file, I don't actually remember the name, but the file that we had to do to start everything, that I had to import all the things and then start them. Like, this model mm. is this model. Like, the name. Oh, and then yeah, the, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, the huge file. Because we were also using require.js. Mm-hmm. So it was like a huge require.js file. And it had so many mm. comments of stuff like, "I know this sounds dumb, but please don't touch it." And yeah. I just remember mm. one comment that I never forgot was this guy who was like, "In it, data equals data." And then on top it was like, "Just a comment saying sorry." <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> hmm. It was broken. It, we broke him.
0: <laughs> Isn't it kind of amazing though how like how far things have come in like just six? I mean, no, that wasn't what twenty fourteen. That was only like four four and a half four years, years ago. ago.
2: I started yeah, yeah I I had, uh, started Angular in about 2016.
0: Oh man, it's so crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I have my LinkedIn open otherwise I don't remember <laughs> this kind of stuff. <laughs> you
1: you know, you know it's interesting uh uh I saw a tweet earlier today from the React account uh from the React Twitter account and they said their Twitter is 5 years old so today. So crazy. Today that is, is the 5 year anniversary of when Twitter was or sorry when React was introduced. To the world, and uh, and I saw a tweet from my friend Ryan Florence who said, he said, you know, I was about to, I was so bummed out on development around 2015 that I was literally about to, or sorry, no, it was uh, earlier than that, 2013. He said I was so bummed out at that time that I was going to quit. I was going to quit development and I was going to do something else. And I, I echoed that sentiment. I was like Ryan, because Ryan and I uh, uh, have have done a lot of uh, have done a lot of work together with React. And I said, you know. I I felt the exact same way. I, I seriously felt in 2013, 2014 ish. I I had recently tried uh, doing a project with with another framework. Uh, it wasn't Angular, and uh, I want to avoid mentioning it here so to avoid starting the flame war. But but uh, it was but I, I was un- I was event now H. There no, <laughs> hey, There's no other frameworks. It was either. <laughs> what Angular else or was Angular? It wasn't? Michael, come on.
0: It was no, Angular. I, I just. <laughs> I was I was I was unsuccessful Can with Can JS was it Can.JS? Come on, we know it's Ember.
2: Oh just admit it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and and it was Ember. And I was I was I I, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I could not I could not finish the app. And and for me at the time, I had actually put I, I put I put a, I put like eighteen months into this project. I invested like a whole year's worth of my salary, uh, you know, that I had saved up to like work on this startup. I, I was, I was trying as hard as I could to make this app and to ship it, and I just couldn't get the level of, of polish on the functionality, on the features that we wanted to. And we, we had scaled way back on the features and everything. It wasn't a problem of feature creep. It was just a problem of. I I I I can't finish this thing, <laughs> just, and, uh, and, and 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 I and I was like it, it. And I hit the. I I got to this kind of deep dark place where I was like, maybe maybe I'm just not that smart. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. maybe I'm just not a good developer. Maybe I'm not a developer. Maybe I'm a salesperson <laughs> maybe, maybe who got tricked <laughs> into writing code. You know, like maybe I should be working in HR or like marketing or some other thing. Not writing code, and uh, and then React came out, and I was like, "Oh, I was just I was just not using the right yep. tools."
0: Well, I mean, you the know? right tools I think didn't exist at least for the way that we think yeah. about the web. I think, and we had had a similar thing where we, you know, we had all these Rails apps, and we had uh, the company that I joined had had just put out a kind of single page application, like the first one. And it just, it yeah. just became unmaintainable. Like no one had any idea what it was doing. Like all of those, like, I mean, those same like set timeouts for like 13 milliseconds. Like why? Nobody knows. Yeah. It just works now. And we had kind of come to that same thing. We we're like, you know what? Screw it. Like we're just going to build Rails apps again because like that was the last time these <laughs> yeah. things worked is like when we had a fresh request response, like anytime anybody did anything. And I yeah. love, like, I love that React kind of, modeled that like the mental model for react kind of coming into it from the other things was just like hey this is Mm -hmm. almost like what you're used to like you do something and the whole thing like just think that the whole thing re-rendered as if you got like a new page and um yeah like that was transformative for me
2: i think it was also the thing of um it made it made sense the way you structured things and the way you made things Mm -hmm. it just made sense yeah like I think in the problem with Angular One, or whatever it is that you were using is that you neither you, you, you had to learn a- JavaScript, and then you had to learn Angular, yeah, and then you had to piece those two things together, and then you were like, "Okay, okay, okay, I got this. I got this." But then you didn't." And it was pain again. <laughs> and when React came, it was like, "Oh, so I want to make a heather so I make a heather component." Wait, that, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, yeah. Ev- everything is on this file. Oh, okay. Why didn't no one think about this earlier? <laughs> it's the thing about React. It sounds like a, such a simple concept, but it's so powerful. The component idea is so powerful because it makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I wanna I wanna riff on something that you said, Michael, with the you know the Rails kind of request response cycle, um, because I think in those components uh, that Sarah's talking about the. Uh, you have kind of a miniature request response cycle going on all yeah. the time with a set state yeah. and render set state is like your yep. request. And then the response is like, well, what do I render yep. now? What do I render in response to the, to the, to the set state that just happened? Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So it's cool. So, so you feel like react is, has, has been a, uh, obviously a huge departure from what you had before. And, uh, and you don't have so many, like what's going on timeouts and, and set timeouts and things in your code now.
2: I don't remember I take it. the last time I've used the set timeout. And if I did, I probably <laughs> deleted <it> afterwards. <laughs> awesome. Because like, it was awesome. the like the Apollo thing. So Apollo's being a bitch. No, I'm dumb, not Apollo. Apollo's okay. Um, <laughs> I it. don't remember the last time I used the set timeout. Also because we don't deal with digests and weird stuff that doesn't actually belong in the DOM or in the virtual DOM. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. was the main issue. There's no weird cycles. That's it.
1: Yeah, so I never actually... Uh... I never actually used Angular, so I've I can't... I've only
2: used Angular 1. I've never used Angular yeah. after that. So I'm only yeah. talking about Angular 1. I don't want to get punched in the face. <laughs> <But> that doesn't <laughs> sound very nice.
0: <laughs> so what was the first thing that you made, and how was, like, with uh, with React or um, GraphQL, and, and, and what was it that felt, like, revelatory to you?
2: I think the main thing that... So I think I actually started on the server okay, and made a small server in GraphQL. Okay. And I was like okay, so this this looks cool, but what does this do on the front end? Then I remember that I used GraphQL on the front end. It was something like extremely simple. I think I started actually like um with uh, creating something on GraphQL and just using it on the front end. Mm-hmm. and I think like the most amazing thing was there was no loadings.
0: Mm-hmm. It
2: was just the 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 idea of having a set state of loading became dead to me. <laughs> And, mm. and now I look at stuff like get initial props and I'm like, I don't need mm. this. I don't have a loading. It's amazing. That's
1: very interesting, Sarah, because that, as far as I can tell, is like one of the main goals of the async React work. I don't know if you've looked into or had time to sort of, you know, listen to any of the stuff that the, you know, that Dan has been saying or any of the other members of the React core team, he gave a talk about it at, uh, at the React Iceland thing. And, you know, a couple of months ago, we
2: actually, uh, uh, we had our stand up at ten, and we pushed it to ten thirty to watch Den's talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, it's it's the new like Steve Jobs keynote, right? When yeah, uh, exactly. The React team announced so something. true. When Den goes um, give a talk, we're there. But one of the one of the interesting things, uh, you know that he that he talked about, or at least he might not have actually talked about it, or maybe this is just what I took away from it is that you know there's this pattern that happens a lot in React code when you have requests mixed into the cycle, when you have data loading Mm -hmm. or IO going on uh, in the, in, in your react components is that you've got like this loading flag, this loading state and, and you're showing a spinner and now you're not, you have the data. And I think that's part of kind of what they're trying to address with, you know, the async sort of fetchers in your render methods. and, and now I'm hearing you saying that, hey, you know, when I was building this GraphQL app uh, or, you know, when I was using, uh, when I was using GraphQL, uh, that all of that stuff was just dead to me. I didn't, I didn't have any of that, you know, loading state anymore.
2: It just, I think it's one of those most common issues that we have. I remember that mm-hmm. uh, when I started using uh, React, we used it with Redux and we had so many actions that was just like set loading. Mm -hmm. And also like the loading isn't always in the same place, which actually Mm -hmm. becomes a problem because then you have to create several loading actions that are slightly different because they set loading in slightly different places, kind of, and are slightly Mm -hmm. different loadings. And this is something that I think with async and with GraphQL, it's pretty much dead. I have for this uh, thing that I'm building right now, I have one query component that has a loading and just returns the children as a function. So basically what the query component from React Apollo does, but it's just wrapped so that the loading is always the same. Mm-hmm. I did one loading and that was it. And so the, nice. the, f- the fact that a, a, um, a single page app that has several pages with different stuff with mutations mm-hmm. and queries and everything only has one loading is mm-hmm. kind of amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So you have, one, you have one component that's doing all of the fetching of the data and everything?
2: So I have like i uh, so there's like the query component from react Apollo. I just yep. have my own query component, basically, yep, and yep. it just does like if floating return the loading, if error return the error, if none of these things happen, render the children with the data mm-hmm. so all yes. I all I get is the data basically, so every time I call that got component it. instead of the react Apollo one, I just get the data it's so
1: yeah it's so good, got, it. got it, it
2: it also works for local stuff, so it's so good
1: so uh. Yeah, around just just kind of FYI, Sarah. Around here, we call children as a function. We call them render props.
2: <laughs> Sorry.
1: No, I'm just teasing.
2: I don't. I, the thing is, I don't like the term render props mainly because they're. Oh, 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 no, no, oh, no, hold no, on. wait, 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 wait.
1: I want to hear. I want to hear you what you have to say about this because I've heard. I've heard some some grievances from a bunch of people. There was a guy at Twitter on Twitter just the other day who was like, "Yeah, the term render props sucks." I so get- here, I hear, here I am. A whole I have to get ready. Okay, I'm, I'm just.
2: I get very confused by render props because people say render props and then it's a a render a prop, and sometimes people say render props and it's children mm-hmm. returned as a function, and uh, mm-hmm. I always have to click links to to mm-hmm. know what they're talking about, and it's just like so, you no, know, you know, I would like to two names. <laughs> I
1: would like to hear your defense on this, Michael. Well, what I want to understand is is her confusion is is it that is it that you think. Is it? Are you wondering if the prop is named render?
2: No, there's a lot of people that use render props, and basically what they yeah. do with render props is create a yeah. prop named render that renders a yeah. component, and then they just call yeah. these props that render as a function. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's yeah. like a, like yeah. an inversion of control. They're just saying like, "Hey, delegate render to whatever I give you," right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and. Th- I usually use it as uh, calling children with yeah. the function. So yeah. I just, I don't know anymore, Michael. Yeah, and I
1: get confused. no, 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 no. I, I mean, that's a totally legit, that's a totally legit concern. I think the, uh, I think the name render props is, uh, people think it's a prop named render, <laughs> but it's not. It's a, you can name the prop whatever you want, right? It's just a prop that you use to render stuff but it's not a prop named render necessarily right so the prop could be named children but uh i just couldn't i just couldn't deal with like th- cuz there was like children as a function then and function as children function as child component i was recently at a a training uh, one at uh, i cuz i run these react workshops and there was this guy who was like we call it function as child element. Oh wow!
0: What? Wow! Face. Wow. No,
1: they stretch What if you have more than that. one
2: element? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean they made it into an actual word.
2: <laughs> Face. But,
1: if but what, like f-
2: what if you have three elements? Is it function as a rendered elements?
1: <laughs> well, the well the, the <laughs> <that laughs> function
2: <laughs> function as a fragment. <laughs> the one
1: that the one that I uh, the one that I was not a fan of was the function as child component because if you abbreviate that it's just FACC <laughs> or like fuck <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it's like it's like our code is like already hard enough to like reason about without people throwing that one around right you know what so like, i
0: think that's it though I, that's it for me that's what i'm going to call it from now on <laughs> fuck i mean that's that's the coding a, anyway
1: why don't you use a fuck in there and you'll uh, you'll fix that component right up
0: a this what? is
2: my fact component what do you
0: want me to use you sit down what? to pair with someone and you're like what fuck do you oh no, no, no that's just what i recommend i recommend you use a fuck
1: what do you want me to do to my code what are you talking about that's terrible don't say Fuck that. Back up that code. <laughs> it's terrible. That—that's just. I was just trying to save us all from that. Okay, so render props, RP. There's no weird sort of thing.
2: Okay, so I have this k- k- query component that has render props. Got is it. That a, is Got that, it. No, that that's okay? a valid. Okay.
1: That is a valid critique of render props. We shall. We will take that into. I will. I will consult you the next time before I decide on a name for something. This episode of the React podcast is brought to you by reacttraining.com. In-person, hands-on training for development teams from React community leaders and experts. Visit reacttraining.com to learn more about our upcoming workshops.
0: You know what though? It's like it's it's like all things. Like the stickiest names are rarely the most accurate. Like True, the yeah. what was it the what, stateless stateless functional components? I think they're still called functional components, which like yeah. drives me crazy. Yeah. Like the whole functional, like I can't read that and not think yeah. like this thing works. It's yeah. functional.
1: I think probably probably one of the best names I've ever seen is create React app. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like uh, he does what
2: exactly what he tells you to do.
1: I mean, and it's totally Googleable, right? You can yeah. just Google how do I create a React app. The guarantee you that's the first thing you're going to find.
0: <laughs> or like Kent a uh, new testing thing, uh, React Testing Library. Yeah. yeah, this is
2: just we gotta go simple on things. We try to play, like like screw who, them
1: up. Like who puts the word library in their <laughs> npm package name? Like like that's like me saying like. This is the React Router package. Like React like it's obviously a package. It's on NPM. Like, why are you anyways? Inception. Yeah, it was genius though. It was genius. Because now you Google for uh, React you know, Testing I need a, Library. I need a library for testing React. Oh, there it is. There right it is. there. Boom. There's the one. Got Google juice for days.
2: Yep, yeah, there we go. So we got testing React apps and then one from FreeCodeCamp, Camp and then Kenzie Dodds, React Testing Library. <laughs>
1: So you've done you've actually done uh, quite a bit with testing yourself, Sarah. You did a couple of uh, testing, uh, testing workshops in React. Is that something that you've been uh, that you've kind of specialized in, or that you've really uh, kind of been passionate about?
2: Uh, so yeah, uh, the thing is, I didn't really do a lot of tests back when I was doing Angular, mm-hmm. and then I think the somehow the same thing happened in uh, React, and I was like, oh, okay, so this this makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can just like get the elements and there's no weird stuff. So I've been also because I, uh, I've never been one of those people that does TDD or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm always the person who was like, Oh shit, I forgot to do tests. (laughs) That's, so uh, every
1: that's ninety every single time, developers. That's all of us.
2: I know, but people lie about it, and uh, I, I ain't taking that bullshit. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm that person. It's fine if you're that person. Okay, it's like <laughs> Google Analytics. You're like, oh, look at this. I released this, and then ten minutes, later are like, shit, I forgot to put Google Analytics on that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, how many people are using it?
1: You I missed. You missed all of those people who clicked through on the announcement post.
2: <laughs> I have no idea. 10? <laughs> ten. Ten thousand. <laughs> One in between. <laughs>
0: So what so, so what inspired you then to uh start uh, teaching people how to test?
2: Because the thing is testing wasn't fun. And like I think that with React it's not that it's not like testing is never fun, okay? No. Yeah. Just don't 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 come to me with that. There's no like actual result of that. I mean, just kind of helps with the green stuff and you're like, "Yay, green." But yeah. Um so I wanted to be like, "Okay, I know you don't like this. No one does. It's fine, okay?" Mm. But I want to teach you some ways that you can do this where you're not gonna cry.
0: <laughs> so, what are your uh, what are your high levels then? What are what what, what can people take away from uh, you know? if People aren't testing their code right now. What are like three things they should be uh, should know to make it more fun, not crying,
2: not crying, not crying is important. <laughs> okay, so the, I think the first thing is. I find it, I find it very, m- very much easier, <laughs> much, much fun. Yes, yeah.
0: Whoa. No, I, I know. <laughs> much English, fun.
2: English is hard. Okay, no, I so I find it, it. It
0: is. It's a dumb language.
2: In, there are a lot of words that mean the same thing, but then really don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, one thing that I've taken away from like doing React for a c- couple of times, not as much as Michael or Ryan or anything, but for a couple of times, is that I find it a lot easier to manage components if they're just like stateless components. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're much much easier to to manage. So one of the things that I usually say is, is like try to go with stateless components when you can. It's not that I think that state is bad. State is not bad at all. I made entire apps using just set state. Mm-hmm. I don't get the hate on set state, dude. It's good, chill. Like it's it's not a, it's not a bad thing. Set so state's totally. great. Set state, state's great. I love it. Love it. But like to test, it's much easier to test like these functional components. Sorry. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> no, 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 it's, 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 right, right. it's fine. It's right. These stateless components <laughs> that I'm trying, man. You gotta, you gotta give me a coin for trying. You just know. get props and render something, and you can just change the props. The best thing that I try to teach people is like, where if you send it like nothing, what happens? They're like, oh, it breaks. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Look at look at your page that has nothing. <laughs> it's like just. It's one of those jokes where I once heard a joke. It's like a QA tester goes into a bar and orders three drinks, minus minus ninety nine 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 drinks and non-drinks. <laughs> and, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's the, I think, testing all of the props that you get in all different ways and just the rest of it, you can usually just test, like you have pure functions in your React's app like mm-hmm. you can't just do everything with react mm-hmm. you need to like install packages and have functions that just like even mm-hmm. if it just trim something sure just yep. test mm-hmm. yeah just test those functions separately don't need any react stuff and then just do some prop testing and check out check out if the elements that you think exist exist and mm-hmm. check out that if you don't pass some conditions that it actually doesn't break because i've realized so many apps that so many stuff that I've done. I was like, "Oh, what if I pass it an empty array?" Oh shit, my app's gone.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, I got to fix this. <laughs> it's the it's the dreaded you got to search for length first <laughs> before you map and always search for length by the way. And I think that's the main takeaway that I can I can give is try and like make everything not like try and make stuff stateless. Mm. Just like make one component that is stateful and then it just passes stuff to the other components that are all mm-hmm. stateless. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it will be much easier to test the other ones and then you just have one giant one to test. So it's mm-hmm. just one. It yeah. looks easier. Does that make any sense?
0: I totally agree. I think that one of the biggest problems is people don't, like, they don't have enough tolerance for having like a gigantic smart component at the top of their app with like a mm-hmm. bunch of tiny little uh You know, I don't know, dumb or stateless or whatever you want to call them. The ones that are just functions. Um, And, you know, everyone wants to, like, break up that state into, like, a bunch of different places. But I totally agree with you. Like, there's something so liberating about having, like, just one smart component and just a bunch of things that are just functions, basically.
2: So in this app that I'm building, I have, like, what? Like, uh, yeah, if I search for component, maybe nothing happens. I have, like, three components that actually are components. Like hmm. extends from component from React. The rest is just all like funk stateless. Got it. Nailed it. Stateless, <laughs> stateless components. That's it. So in, so- in
1: fact, this is, this is actually how I actually uh, recommend building a lot of apps to people for the very first time. Because I, I think that when you're, when you're starting to build an app, it's not obvious like what state you're even going to need. Or where that yep. state even needs to live, and so lots of times, what I do when I'm starting on an app from scratch is I will just build out the views as just these these stateless functional components, or just functional components, or whatever.
2: No, both. They're stateless okay. and functional. We, yes, we need.
1: Michael, you need to name this one.
0: Um, <laughs> well, okay. So uh, you're the one who got me thinking about that, is because you were like, well, yeah, they're stateless, but really they're lifecyclelessness. Mm-hmm. life cycles like, as the, components yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the really that's the big thing right there ain't got no life cycle you ain't got no life cycles yeah
2: <laughs> nobody got time for life cycles
1: <laughs> one of the more interesting things that i've seen in this space is um have you have you all seen uh ryan actually did something
0: called react component component I don't think that's so. if i remember correctly i i think i Look it up. It was I, a it basically delegates all of the the internal methods as props, right? Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. You nailed it. Yep. So all of the lifecycle. So it's like a component that has props called, and one of the props is called did update. And one of the props is called, you know, did mount. And one of the props is called will mount, right? And and to these props you just pass functions. So so you could literally um avoid ever extending react class and you just you just create uh components uh all the way down so whether so if you need the life cycles you just pass them as a prop to your component and then you've then you've got a life cycle and if you don't then you don't and not a big deal um which is a which is a really cool uh abstraction because now if you're developing now you have to decide as a developer. Uh, which one do I need? Well, do I need state and the life cycles? Okay. Then yeah, I have to extend react component. Otherwise, if I don't need state in the life cycles, uh, I can just use a pure function, right? And, and what this, what this abstraction does, what react component component does is it makes it so that you can just like, you never have to make that decision ever again. If you just render one of those things, and then if you need the life cycle, then you just pass some extra props. And if you don't, Need need the, the lifecycle? Then you don't.
0: Yeah, I really like that. I have I have like a similar one called I think I called it like an inline component or something. Experimenting in the same like space, but it is mm. it is really nice. It it is a bummer in terms of uh, like I never ended up using it because of the the documentation issue, right? Like it's so hard mm-hmm. working on a team and they're mm-hmm. like, what the heck is this thing? <laughs> and like <laughs> all of like yep. like nothing's Googleable in it. I,
1: I mean, I can imagine it would be hard to scale that approach on a team, but I think as as uh you know as as like a somebody who writes library code a lot, I think it's oh totally, I think it's interesting, you know, I think it's interesting that like you essentially take that decision of, oh, should this be a class or should this be a function, and that decision is gone it's yeah it's neither it's just a component,
0: yeah,
2: also I feel like one of the things that I end up doing very much because I'm s- slightly lazy is that <laughs> every time I have to thurn- like oh I'm like oh crap I need state every time I have to turn mm-hmm. like a component into a stateful component mm-hmm. oh
0: gosh mm-hmm. the worst No,
2: no I, I'm just like can I make some weird ass hack which I don't have to do this work and it's like two lines yeah. of work that's yeah. it but it's like it's so frustrating to you as like you feel like yeah. you failed
0: yes <laughs> yeah. like well, I should have you know. known I should have known
2: <laughs> yeah God it damn break, it.
1: <laughs> it breaks up your flow a little bit, right? Yeah. You're like, oh yeah. now I gotta go back and refactor this thing.
2: So I actually think I'm gonna pop in this uh React Component component. It sounds like a really good idea. I'll just add it as the readme. It's like, what is this weird thing? And then a link.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty interesting, actually. I think there might be like some uh there might be some issues to sort out. So the main one I think would be in this abstraction how do you decide um so like you know normally you can if you want to be pure then you can extend pure component which a lot of people like to do because then they say if i extend pure component then i don't get re-rendered unnecessarily yada 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 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and that's important sometimes and i don't see a really clear easy way to do that with the react component component because it makes heavy use of functional props right like every single prop essentially is a function yeah and you're generating those on every single render so you have to find either some way to like memoize those functions which you could totally do um but uh but 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 anyway yeah you lose the you lose the ability to be like a pure component which you know in the long run may not be necessary but anyway it's it's an interesting experiment for now for sure
2: Yeah. Uh, I also think it's not something that you can just put on the top of your app. I mean, you can, you can do whatever you want. Like really it's react. You can do whatever you want, but I don't think it's something that you should put on the top of your app with like five states, different stuff. It's like something where you're like, Oh my God, I just need to set this one state. I'm going to have to change the entire components. Oh, react component component.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: cool. So I have, I I have a question. I'd be, it's a topic change, but I'd be remiss not to bring it up. Um, I think the first tweet I ever saw of yours, Sarah, was the, um, the, the Destructured Pony.
2: Uh, yeah, I still have a couple of those stickers. I, I ordered oh, like yeah. 200 of those.
0: Oh my gosh. I, oh, I yeah. need to find a way to get one, get one from you because I love that so much. How did that come about?
2: So uh, I went to this conference called JS Heroes. If you want to come to Europe, dude, you got to go to JS Heroes. That okay. thing is amazing. Like, Romania is great. It's like Portugal, but with a different language. It's great. <laughs> I love it. It's like home away from home where you can rent cars by the minute. It's great. Um, so I went to this conference in JS Heroes and they tweeted, like, we're looking for stickers. And I sent them, I don't re- really remember what I sent them, but it was something like super no I was like, oh, I'm going I'm- I'm to make some stickers. And I sent them like this weird unicorn sticker. There was just a unicorn and 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 someone told something about deconstruction. I was like, I know what I can do. I know what I can do. That was pretty much it. Like I have no design. I don't know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it looks amazing. It's it's really the most uh, like beautiful example of destructuring assignment I've ever seen. I, like I want docs to look like that. Like they start with just a graphic that looks like that that explains it better than you know a thousand lines good.
2: I really want to get more stuff that is not uh, as... Oh, Michael. Okay, cool. I also want to find more stuff that is not easily explainable and try to explain it like this because I think it's a, an amazing way to actually learn.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I I um, I did kind of an experimental talk at a meetup one time and it was just exploring uh, React patterns like through a shape first kind of concept, you know, like if yeah. I was trying to explain it to like a five-year-old and... Um, it was it was a lot of fun and it helped me ex- understand it better. But like a lot of people were like, Oh, I never understood that thing. But now that I can like think of it as like a, you know, a basketball hoop and a and a basketball, like I totally get it now.
2: Yeah, it makes I think it but yeah, but that depends on the people. Some people understand better by reading. Totally. If I see something, I understand. Not like, the dumbest example that I can ever tell you is when I was like ten and I was I've been really into football or soccer or I don't know. The one with your feet. And I've always been into that for like, since I was a little kid, but I never really understood offsides. Like it didn't make sense to me because there was still a goalkeeper. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then I saw one image, one image. It was like the defense. And then the guy was in front, but the goalkeeper was still back. And I was like, Oh, why can no one just show me this before? Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden I understood all about offsides. That was about (laughs) it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, no, I love the, uh, I love exploring the differences between like, as a, cause as a teacher, like visual learning versus, I guess, just hearing something or, um, you know, uh, learning something by like doing, you know, learning something by like getting your hands on and, and, and doing it. Sometimes I'll be up in front and I'll be teaching something about like, like higher order components is always the one that throws people for a huge loop. They're like, wait a minute, higher order component. And I'm like, and then I'll just, I'll just throw up this picture of like something wrapping something else. Like see this, this wrapper, this is the, this is the higher order component. This is your real component. And then it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I get that. Right. Um, for the, for, for a lot of visual learners that helps to kind of see it like that. But uh, but yeah, it's that's kind of the the tricky thing as a teacher, which we've all done, uh, is uh, is is like trying to trying to figure out like how to communicate with people, right? And trying to trying to speak to the way that they learn.
2: I think also one of the coolest things that you can try and do is try to teach stuff that is very uh, technical to someone who's not technical at all, mm. and make them try and understand. So I had this T shirt like a week ago. And this says, like, um, I got to ask me about GraphQL t-shirt. And I have this friend who was like, what what is GraphQL? And I'm like, oh, God, no. (laughs) And she was like, no, I want you to tell me. And I was like, but yeah, I know, but I don't want to. And she's like, okay, just explain to me what GraphQL is. So I got a napkin and I got my phone. And I was like, so this, my phone is the front end and the napkin is the back end. And Hmm. when you're, like, opening a website, imagine how you're opening YouTube And you just want the name of the video. It just sends you all of the napkin in your face. And you're just like, what the fuck is this? What GraphQL does is basically like it breaks your napkin into pieces and just gives you like the part of the napkin that you want. And she was like, so that makes websites faster. And I was like, yes.
1: Oh, nailed it. She can immediately derive that piece just from that example, right?
2: She has no idea what it is, but in her head, it makes websites faster. Yeah, You get less stuff. So that's good.
1: And then we have we have like all these technical terms for that, right? Like over, overfetching. overfetching and all this stuff and it's like Oh know, yeah
2: yeah yeah just... no, I didn't get into that.
0: That yeah, would yeah. a, a whole new <laughs> Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. No, 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 that's called work. overfetching. She's like, "Okay, yeah, no. Now we're done." Yeah, I don't now, care.
2: She's going to get up. <laughs> if you do this? No, no, no do this. <laughs> you don't need this. You don't need all comments in this post, okay? You just need name of post. Good.
0: I that's agree it. those are those are my favorite like types of resources the ones that are just they're just like good, bad, and then you know maybe they have a paragraph on why, and then you're like, okay, that's cool, it. like I can live with that like that that seems reasoned enough
2: I think mm-hmm. also the a main issue that's going on is that it, like if I say something is bad, I mean it's bad for me, it doesn't mean that it's actually bad, I don't know if it's bad, it didn't work yeah. for me, yeah, and um this way like I think I have so many problems with saying like this is bad. Because like for some people it may work way better, but to me mm-hmm. I'm just like, why?
0: Yeah. That's you see like that a lot way. with with like binding uh, like uh, binding uh, event handlers and whatnot. Like everyone's like, oh this is bad and this is good. I'm like well, I no mean, no one cares.
2: Maybe. It's like do your thing, man. Yeah. Do your thing. Just do always the same thing. That's it. Like on one app, try to do always the same thing. If you change your mind between the app, refactor the rest because. Three months later, you're gonna be and it's like, who made this? And you're gonna <laughs> yeah. you're gonna get blame it. It's gonna be you.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be yep.
2: bad. That has happened to me, and it's there's not a, good. There's a
1: lot to be said for consistency, for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So th- I don't think it's any problem changing your mind. And I think it's a problem when you're like halfway through a thing, and then you change your mind, and then everything else just looks one way, and then the rest looks another way, and then in three months you're just like, oh. I guess I'm just gonna delete this. (laughs) Mm -hmm, It's gonna mm -hmm. burn it.
0: (laughs) I hope no one sees this.
2: And then there's a pull request to fix your stuff. You're like, oh my god, they saw it.
1: And then you realize, like six months later, oh wait, that that was that was me. That was me six months ago. That's who made this. Yep. Yours truly. Did
2: it ever happen to anyone? Was like working on a project, and was looking at something. It was like something like. It may not have been bad, but it just looked horrible. It was, like, a huge hack. In this case, it was CSS. So it was just it was just a bad thing of CSS. I think it had, like, importance and something, like, really weird upon it. And I was like, who the fuck in their yeah. right mind made yeah. this? I'm going to shame this human being to death. <laughs> and then I get blamed it, and it was me. And I was like, oh. I'm going to go home now.
1: Never, never mind. <laughs> I should probably quit.
2: <laughs> I, should, I, should, I should quit. Why did I do this? <laughs> what is wrong with me?
0: <laughs> well, this is good. This feels like therapy.
1: We should probably wrap it up. We've been talking for almost an hour now, and people are going to start turning our podcast off if we don't wrap it up. Okay. Um, so, Sarah, tell us a little bit about what people can do to support you. What are you doing? Any any cool? Do you have any like workshops coming up, or any open source projects that you're working on that you want to kind of draw yeah, some doing, attention to?
2: I'm doing I'm doing workshops in um, in Odessa and Ukraine. Uh, one of them is about style, comp- uh, style components and CSS nice. in, in React and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, that's with a friend, and uh, I'm also doing one on uh, I'm doing two in uh, GraphQL in France in Toulouse and one in Kiev. So I'm trying to start doing some also GraphQL, like starting with GraphQL uh, stuff, mainly because uh, like a week ago I did this, um, I had this meetup here in Porto and mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was going to talk about and I didn't want to make any slides because I'm lazy. So I was like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm going to do? I'm going to live code for 30 minutes. Nice. And it's going to be great. Yep. And <laughs> it actually didn't go as bad as I thought. So that was good because I didn't have to do any CSS. Um And so the idea was that I created a GraphQL server using Prisma, and then I created the front end of it using React Apollo and Apollo, Mm -hmm. and it took less than 30 minutes. So what I actually want to show people is, like, it's not that hard. Mm, Because it gets to this thing where it's like, only, like, the cool kids do it because it's so hard. It's actually way easier. It's so much easier. (laughs) So just, just trying to get into heads of people that it's like, it's not actually hard, like, Anyone can do this. You just need someone to tell you that it's not hard and teach you some basis of this kind of stuff. So those are the three workshops that I have coming up. I think like one of them you know, in Odessa is like 20 bucks or something like that, and the re- the other two are completely free. So awesome. if you're from, from Kiev or France in general, because you've got good public transportation, so that's fine, and want to join, that would be great. Uh, I've also started this thing about uh, tech talks. It's called Awesome mm-hmm. Tech Talks Party.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. That website that you made—that was really cool.
2: I've been trying to like st- uh, server-side render it for two days, Michael. That's what the oh. comments are about. <laughs> it's been pain because oh. it has like React Router, Apollo, and style components, and all of that has to render server-side. Ooh, uh, yeah. it's working now. So yeah, that's the thing.
1: You get um, there.
2: Yeah. Actually, React Router wasn't a problem. It was mostly the other two, so you're, you're off the hook. Oh. Um, you're good. You're good. You're good. That was like just pop in one place, pop in the other place. Nice. Static,
1: a static Router.
2: Static, router. static router.
0: router. At least Michael Jackson loves me. Hey.
2: <laughs> exactly. I, At least I, I someone.
0: Was, I
1: was thinking about you. I was thinking about you when we, when we designed that.
2: No, but that was actually like a very good implementation for just server rendering stuff. Like there's like no weird functions. For example... Like this thing, uh, so style components as an inject global thing and I had it on the client.js and apparently I I I can't put it on the client.js because it doesn't work (laughs) Mm. because it doesn't get it from like the sheet that collects styles. And so I had to like just copy Mm. and paste it everywhere to try to figure out what I could use it that would Mm. render it. And it was like, yes, style components. Got it. Sometimes,
1: sometimes when you're doing that server side rendering stuff, it's like, wait, should this code run on the client or does this code run on the server?
2: And then sometimes things that run on the client get window is not defined. And you're like, what?
1: Oh, really? But it is. Oh. But I mounted the
2: component.
1: Oh. Oh <laughs>
2: mm. Also, this had like lazy load and that doesn't work anymore. So I'm adding actual pagination. So there's a lot of talks that actually need to be like revised mm-hmm. to make sure that they're actually like cool and stuff. And uh, that would be amazing if someone uh, also wants to help with that, I can give them like graph, graph CMS access and they can just like add the description and stuff and just publish the talks because I've been trying to do the SSR thing because of I mean, the SEO and performance. And also uh, I have like a couple of conferences. I'm mm-hmm. going to the Netherlands. I love the Netherlands. The Netherlands oh, nice.
1: So
2: I know, right? Nice. Oh, it's so good. So peaceful. <laughs> okay. So that would be amazing. And yeah, that, that's I want to get this website into a really good state and uh, then just try and expand it to speakers. And like, there was a thing that I made with Carl. I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm not going to butcher it. That was the, this huge list of really good speakers as well. Mm-hmm. And just try and merge all of that thing into there and just use different data from the same Graph Q, GraphQL server so that when you search for one thing or the other, you can easily find it. It's the naming thing. You're like Awesome Tech Talks. There you go. Awesome talks party.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the naming. The naming. So you got you got a couple of upcoming workshops. You got the awesome talks uh dot party. Awesome tech talks dot party. No, it's well, just
2: the awesome talks.party. Awesome I didn't talks quite think party. about the name.
1: No, that's fine. Then you can put talks about stuff other than tech. It'll be awesome.
2: There is also a lot of like personal talks and stuff from Ted and, and, and stuff that is actually just inspiring, it has nothing to do
1: with tech. Beautiful. Which is yeah, it's good. So we will have links to all of that in the show notes. Um, Last question, very last question, Sarah. Is there anybody who you want to give a shout out to or anybody who you think is doing awesome stuff in React that is not getting enough attention?
2: Look, I want to thank thank Jared Palmer from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. (laughs) Because I created an issue on AfterJS and he walked me through doing the entire server-side rendering.
1: wow.
2: I know. What a, what a
1: guy. We've had him on the podcast before. He is a, he is a great guy.
2: He's a great guy. Like Formic is amazing. I actually didn't have any questions about Formic. I just popped it in and it nice. worked. And like I was trying to use After JS and I was like, oh, but you don't need this. You can just use this, and you have to change this. And he sent me like huge bits of code, like you have to do this in order to make it oh, work. Wow. Like looking at my own code. So I just I really want to thank him because he saved my sanity in general. Oh. Like that is amazing. I because I would be hitting my head against the wall for so many reasons. I'm kind of a noob in like creating my own server side stuff. Mm-hmm. So please have Jared Palmer here. Formic is amazing. Razzle is amazing. After JS is pretty cool as well, mm-hmm. and he's just a super nice guy. That was one of the nicest things. That was so yeah. Nice.
1: We actually we had him on the show. He was like our very. He was our second. I think he was in episode two. He was our second guest. Oh. Oh, long ago. Uh, was that? Just a couple of months ago. You haven't been listening to the React oh, okay. podcast apparently, Sarah. What well, right. is this something <laughs> hang your head and- in right shame. 56 like minutes later. Your- no, no, you're good. You're good. Hey, thank you. Good? Thank okay, you cool. so much for uh for hanging with us today, Sarah, and for talking some React with us. Uh really enjoyed uh your perspective on uh just everything, just, you know, getting started with code moving to react from other frameworks, um, you know, testing and, and just the kind of the pragmatic approach. So, uh, thank you again so much for being with us today. And, uh, we will have links to all the stuff that you mentioned in the show notes, and we will see you all next week on the react podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the React podcast hosted by Michael Jackson. Michael runs the ever awesome React training. Learn more about it at reacttraining.com. Bandwidth for changelog is provided by Fastly. Learn more about them at fastly.com. We catch errors before our users do because of Rollbar. Check them out at rollbar.com slash changelog. And we're hosted on Linode cloud servers. Head to lino.com slash changelog. Check them out. Support this show. The great music is by the amazing and genius Breakmaster Cylinder. The show is edited and produced by myself, Tim Smith. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week.